This is JFM Podcast. A very good evening to you. Welcome to the program, Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Well, today is the 10th day in the month of December 2021. Well, today is a holy day uh, for our Muslim brothers and sisters. I always ask, you know, to uh, pray for our country in your masjid. Not only prayer, but hold our leaders accountable. Uh, that is a noble thing to do. There's nothing abnormal about asking questions. In fact, you know, if you ask question, uh, that's what that's what lawyers do, and uh, they see themselves as uh, uh, the class of the nobles or nobility, basically. Uh, so lawyers ask themselves, ask you know people questions, and I think citizens have a right to ask questions, you know, to ask and demand accountability, you know, from those they've elected to serve them. Uh, instead of, you know, docility, for example. Well, Musa, Musa Ashrams is going to be on the show. I uh, just spoke to him uh, some a uh, couple of minutes ago, and um, he's going to join me any moment uh, from now. Well, uh, the... The uh, launch of the Ten Commandments, you know, a lot of former president was there. Uh, Mr. Governor wasn't there. He sent a representative, the Commissioner for Agriculture, uh, Honorable Jose Afinangwe, to represent uh, him uh, at the event. Uh, learned that the governor is out of town. He went to the law school reunion of 1991 sets. And the vice president, Professor Yemio Shibanjo, uh, is expected to be there as well. A lot of dignitaries today in Plato State uh, were them. Well, I don't know what stories you are following. Um, the week has been really, really busy, I would say. Really, really uh, busy. Well, uh, there are a lot of, you know, people following the live broadcast. You know, JFM is transmitting live uh, for you at the 10 commandment um it's, it's it's one great great you know i think this has got to be the biggest biggest you know gospel event this year in in joss and it's expected to last uh two nights two nights of you know preaching two nights of songs and celebration as well and appreciating our diversity uh basically well, um, some political stories for you here. Uh, former interim national chairman of the APC, Chibisi Akonde, in his new book said that he knew former President Aulishuguno Basanjo to be a faithless suitor and an unblinking political philanderer. Uh, okay, my participation is that the title of the book. It was presented yesterday in Lagos. Uh, well, this is what he said. He said, we were like sheep without a shepherd. The AD had lost his lodestar for guidance and were left on the open sea like a floundering ship. Soon, the sharks were cycling. The man who came hunting for us was President Olushigno Basanjo, Ige's his friend for many years who became our relentless foe. He and Ige met in the late 1960s when both of them served in the government of uh, then-Colonel Adeyinka Adebayo, the second military ruler of the Old West. Since then, Obasanjo had dogged, had dogged Ige's path like an evil spirit. During his reign as military head of state, Ige gave him a wide berth, 
yet Obasanjo will not disappear from Ige's path. In 1982, it was Obasanjo's unsolicited intervention into the crisis in the Oyo State UPN that led to the Night of the Long Knives in Yola, which almost caused Ige his job as the governor of all Oyo State. His final dalliance with Ige eventually caused Ige's his life. Um, you know, I... One of the things that I, I always give to leaders who sit back and, you know, pen down their experience, especially when uh, they are serving, you know, while they're in office, I'll always give it to them. But uh, in our country, you know, there are, there's a lot of, especially if history is written. Uh, by the way, I don't believe that there's justice in history. There isn't justice in history. So if you're reading history, uh, just take that off, you know, the back of your mind. There's no justice. If you're looking to find justice in history, there's no justice uh, in history. Um, this is one book, you know, stating, you know, this kind of, um, uh, I would say, idea, um, perspective about, you know, Obasanjo. And you, you cannot, you know, take it away from former President Obasanjo that he's the only Nigerian leader that has wrote, written more books than anybody. I mean, from my command, from lots of, you know, literatures uh, stating, you know, his experience while he was uh, uh, in, in office. We have an insert. The enemy has again raised concerns about uh, rising cases of COVID-19. Sorry, not COVID-19, I beg your pardon. Brain drain. Doctors leaving the country to uh, greener pasture. And uh, two days or three days ago, uh, the present Minister for Labor and Employment you know, clarified his statement, uh, you know, because uh, some time ago he said that it was the excess that Nigeria has that uh, it is exporting. Uh, well, basically, what he said is that if they go there, they bring in, you know, foreign currency uh, to support <laughs> our economy. When we come back, Musa Shams is right here with me. The show will continue. Stay here. The NMA bemoaned the incessant and escalating spate of migration of highly trained Nigerian doctors and other health professionals to greener pasture, what we call the brain drain, at a time when their services are critically needed here at home and the lack of urgency in, de in detonating the time, the ticking time bomb by governments of Nigeria. Noting that the consequences of no intervention include one, acute shortage of high trained highly trained doctors and other healthcare professionals in the various cadres in health, two, increasing waiting time for patients, poor health outcomes and unabating medical tourism, resulting in huge losses in financial uh, in foreign exchange. NEC therefore called on governments to urgently take strategic steps to address the threats to human resources in the health sector while appealing to doctors and other health workers to reconsider the highly tempting offers to stay back home as a mark of patriotism to contribute to national development. The Council appreciated the, the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, His Excellency Mohamed Buhari G. Sefar, for some preaching support towards the resolution of the industrial crisis in the health sector and urged the relevant government agencies and offices to expedite action on their full implementation to engender peace, industrial peace, harmony, and the much-needed productivity for quality health care among our patients.
glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. Uh, Musa Shoms is here. Well, we're just having a pre-interview chat. Good evening and uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Good evening, Plato. You know, when Musa, you know, got uh, appointed, uh, he just left me. And <laughs> we can only, you know, communicate on phone, even interview. So uh, today, and that is why, that was why uh, last week somebody calls to say that you are in Abuja. You shouldn't, you know, you, uh, talk <laughs> that, about matters related to, you know, Plato because you are not here uh, in Plato. I, I think he was just trying to joke about the whole issue or he wanted to take it on a lighter note. We talk about, you stay here in the studio, you talk about Nigeria, you talk about Abuja, you talk about Anambra, you talk about diaspora. Mm. And um, I wonder why somebody will just look at things from a small lens. You know, Nigeria is a, the world is a global village. You can have access to the news, especially with the internet, which is uh, taking over the world. And I don't think that was um, fair to me as a person. I am from Plateau. My family is here. I work in Abuja, yes, but mostly I'm in Jos because the mandate for of the person I work for is here at home. Plateau. So we do come back home. Yeah, well, talk to us about the Ten Commandments. You know, you were there. Uh, tell us about, uh, you know, the vice president was there. Uh, unfortunately, our dear governor is not there. He's in Abuja to attend uh, the law school reunion, 1991 set. Uh, of course, the vice president will be there. But the vice president sent a representative, uh, you know, to Plateau, and uh, the governor sent the commissioner for agriculture, Jose F. Nangwe. Uh, and there's been a lot of, you know, posts already on social media uh, saying that why did the governor not, you know, uh, just why did he not, you know, honor the invitation, you know, despite the fact that, you know, former president. Uh, but I can understand with the governor, for example, for going to the reunion of, you know, his and the, 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 because it's, it's once. Uh, once, once a while. I I do not um, hold brief for the governor, but I think in the in the age of um, chartered flights and all of those things, because while I was going no, to the airport, no, that would be a on plateau. No, no. While I was going to the airport, he was actually leaving. It's not as if he was not on the plateau. While I was on, we were in the airport, wait, waiting for the former president, good luck, Ebele Jonathan, to arrive. That was when he left. So in these years of um, chartered flights, left, right, and center, you could wait. You could be, be in the program for a while, then leave. For example, Maybe President Goodluck Jonathan left while the program was still on. Even the um, speaker that came uh, to speak to us, Apostle Joshua Selman, came via a chartered flight, and while the program was still on, had to leave for Abuja for another program. It doesn't. Um, it, it, I, I, like I told you, I cannot speak for the yeah, governor. Yeah, but, but, but well, the well, airport, the head of service, and um, Commissioner Jeremiah Ware were in hand to receive the former president, president. Good luck, yeah. Jonathan. I can tell you that right now, as we speak, Tim Godfrey and other anointed singers of God and the um, Yeshua Kingdom International singing and praising God. Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments for short. Are they singing and praising God? Basically, those are the issues. I do not hope brief for the governor. He might have his reasons. He was represented. And the Ably commissioner did well. The commissioner did well. Ably even when even when the crowd, the audience was not very friendly with him, he continued with his um, speech. And at the end of the day, he was accepted the way he came. Yeah. I, I give That's, him kudos for that. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't want for us to bring up political, you know, uh, issues out of you know things that don't really matter. Yeah. you know it's, it's it's not helpful. It's not going to uh, help our society to go anywhere. 
Yeah, well, I know the bonnie issues, Musa Shams, the president is... Uh, but let's talk about the APC first, you know, the All Progressives Congress. Uh, they are set to hold their national convention February. Uh, the PDP has had has, and both at the local government, what level, local government, state level, onto the uh, national uh, level. Basically, uh, all consensus, you know, by the way. Uh, talk to us about what are some of the issues that, you know, will outplay itself in the as a politician you know that you are in the upcoming convention of the ruling all progressives congress first of all i want to congratulate the national executive council or national executive committee of the pdp today they have been inaugurated officially that is why governor otom of binwe for example couldn't come to um ten commandments the apc has issues left right and center lagos for lagos for this faction that faction you see people taking me malabuni to court because of the nomenclature that is a caretaker committee he's not their chairman left right and center but i hope they'll be able to put their house in order so that by february they'll give us a national convention because it has been postponed severally they fixed dates for it and it never it never happened and of course in any political association you have people with all shades of ideas, all shades of interest. The main concern of the APC is for people to move from the PDP to the APC. Ame Malabuni will lead them to the Asorok for them to see President Muhammad Buhari. Yeah, but uh, what is democracy without numbers? No, democ- numbers is very important, it's very key. Yeah, and but, they, they but the numbers, people, let, for example, they usually go for people that have court cases, graft issues, and they bring them on board. It Some of matter. them, no, no, it really matters. No, it doesn't. No, matter. it really matters. No, it doesn't. No, Vansak, no, Vansak, if, 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 if a thief, if a thief comes to your house, you cannot sleep with your eyes closed. It will be difficult. If you know that someone has a record, for example, those that broke the um, correctional center, which was called Nigerian Prison Service. If if you realize that one of them is in your community, sleep will will leave you. Sleep will depart you. So it's important that you do. The right thing no, for example matter. all you know all uh, like you know what on the street will say that apc pdp are the same thing they are not the same thing if no, they were the same thing, you cannot be saying. Actors. No, if, you are, if they're the same thing, you they're cannot the be. Political you cannot actors. be saying, okay, these people must come and meet us, so we work together and all of that. The same people you are vilifying, they are not the same. They are political parties, yes. But the, the, you can see what is happening to Nigerians. No, if I'm saying the same character. No, it's, it's, that's what I'm telling you. It's not. It's not. For example, okay, the key players, May Malabuni has never been a member of the PDP. President Muhammad Buhari has never been a member of the PDP. And a lo- whole lot of them. And again, things have so assaulted. Prices have skyrocketed. You know, how much do you buy a kg of gas today? How much do you buy spaghetti for, for, for middle? There's no middle class anymore. I think what they should be doing is to fix the economy. What they should be doing is to fix the, the, the so roads that have gone very, very bad in Nigeria. No, no, Abba. The uh, president has said that infrastructure-wise, I mean, he's uh, doing uh, good because look at the uh, train service, Abuja to Kaduna, for example. <laughs> no, that, it was, is, that is very laughable. That train no, no, service. No, no, no. Oh, hold on. He People, it doesn't matter who no, started it. I'm not talking about who started and who completed. And I'm even the, saying that it's not safe anymore. That people have the effrontery to even bomb the rail track. People have the effrontery to even um, attack the rail um, the rail passengers. When you remember they were fixing the Namdi Azikiwe International Airport in Abuja, they were using the Kaduna Airport. And when you come, security will lead you all the way to Abuja. They brought, they brought about three or 400 women soldiers and they put them on that road so that people will not be kidnapped. Do you see the videos? On two Sundays ago, about seven cars, a lot of people were kidnapped. They will even make you carry your bags from your boots and trek into the bushes. The train is not safe anymore because people now... 
Now, um, if you go to the train station, I've been there like severally. What will shock you is that tickets are being racketed. They are being racketed. You see people trying to sell tickets at exorbitant prices, and you ask, "Is this is this not the government of integrity? Is this not the government no, we've waited for?" I'm very sure that even if you are the PDP that is in government, you know, you find you know some of these things happening. So it's not the matter of uh, uh, you know the APC as a political party. You you can work on it. You can work on it. It's a, it's a matter of institutionalizing so issues. That if your party, you know, was uh, in government, you know, th- those things will not happen. I cannot say that one one way here. I okay. cannot do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. But what ideas do you have, you know, for the APC to correct that the ticketing racketeering? That is it. Yeah. Now you need to buy these things online. When you book and there's space, you just get the space. You don't need to come to the to the um, railway and station. And that's a function of uh, opposition. It's no, no, you don't need. You don't need, you don't need to come. That's what I'm doing. You don't yeah. need to come to the railway station. And, it was and you can see you. and you can see tickets, and they will tell you we do not have tickets now. But if you're buying for seven thousand naira, you'll get. It got to a point that the ticket was for three thousand naira, but because passengers are scared of their lives, you buy for as much as ten thousand, twelve thousand naira, and when you need it the most, you can even buy twenty thousand naira. It should be flat. If the pricing is for 20,000 naira, you buy it at that rate. But once it's 3,000 and you come two hours before, before takeoff, mm. you now hear that there are no tickets. And right. you see people coming after you, let's and somebody will corner them and say, take the tickets. Okay, for example, if you go to airports, when somebody wants to give you tissue for you to, to use the restroom, he'll behave as if he's giving you one favor when he's actually doing his job. Well, talk to us about uh, the accent of, uh, ascent of the Electoral Act by uh, the President. In 2018, uh, Nigerians suffered that, and the Electoral Act of 2010 was used for 2019 general elections. Uh, civil society organizations who have agreed with the National Assembly on the Electoral Bill and Act right now uh, have advised that the National Assembly veto Mr. President in the event that he refuses to uh, sign. Are you in support of this veto, and uh, how does it work? I, I am truly in support of that because it will give Nigerians the opportunity to choose their leaders ab initio because party primaries have been hijacked by money bags. You'll see delegates making a hell lot of money. I'm not against delegates, but I feel it would have made democracy to be um, not to be cumbersome. For example, we we'll trust Ponsak from JFM to be our representative. But the issue is after choosing Ponsak, does he speak our voices or he does something else? Um, veto power means after a while, if the president has not signed the act into a law, the National Assembly can override him and sign it into law. That is what the Constitution provides. But the issue now here is, is the president even ready for direct primaries? Because the president is not yeah, contesting, I mean, rest, I, I say, he's not contesting he any elections. You raise, uh, raise concern over funding and finances. It's not easy for you to do direct primaries because you have to wait for all the words to bring their results and all of that. It has own disadvantages too, just like it has its own advantages. So you are agreeing, supporting the president for uh, saying that uh, the issue of direct primaries should be reworked? Certainly, the, you have to recalibrate the system. You have to look at it um, dispassionately, look yeah, at the demerits. But the delegate system hasn't helped our democracy much, you know. Uh, and why is, if you're saying the indirect, uh, direct primaries has an issue, what idea? Should we have a semi-direct, semi No, 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 no. We should do it transparently. For example, when Ambode was to be kicked out of the Lagos government house in Alausa, they adopted the direct primaries um, pattern. And at the end of the day, results were coming from areas that you didn't even know. For example, in Anambra, for example, they had a direct primary system and um, Senator Uba came tops. 
in the main election, you saw the number of votes he got. You just know that people sit down somewhere and cook up results. For example, if you're expecting results from Fulsum District or Zandi, somebody can just come and wait for the one that's coming from Lantang. If Lantang has seven, then we'll jack up our own to 70. So that will be seven times 10 before you begin to say, okay, let's bring from all the local governments. Winners might not emerge uh, diligently. It, the system can be maneuvered. But the delegate system, if it's going to be reworked too, let's strike a balance. At this point so in time, what, are your ideas what kind of leaders do you want? The delegate system. What the, ideas do you prefer? Uh, the, like now? The delegate oh. system, for example, hmm. you need to de-emphasize the usage of money. No, but p parties don't have ideology. No, they do. No. Okay. It's what implementation. Is, it's implementation okay, that is the issue. Yeah, yeah because if parties have ideology, I mean, I'll say that, okay, uh, because of my ideas, that is why I'm together with party A. And in party A, because of uh, this candidate, I like our ideas and value, democratic values align. I'm going to support him and I'm going to convince other people to support him, uh, even if he doesn't give me money or not. It's, it's always difficult because the system has made a lot of people to be abject um, to be in abject penury. So even people to think straight. And whose fault is that? The political class or who? It's not just the political class. It's the system, like I said. System, okay. Because um, sometimes people that do not deserve to be leaders find their way into leadership because of sentiment, because of parochialism, because of associations. People that do not deserve to be in power, you now make them to become powerful. And at the end of the day, whatever decision they take affects everybody. So the, the recruitment policy, the recruitment process, leadership recruitment process is very, very key. You can just allow people to become leaders because they want to contest for it. And it's easier when you contest. It means you have something to bring onto the table. All right. You cannot just come and say, I want to contest, and at the end of the day, begin to complain. Let's talk about the resignation of the Deputy Majority Leader member representing uh, Pangshin North State Constituency, Honorable Philip Peter Dasson. Uh, well, uh, Honorable Walo Gomas, you know, uh, been voted into that position. How will it alter the uh, calculation in the House? Right now, uh, well, God rest his soul, uh, the... Later, yeah, and he was uh, laid to rest today. Uh, condolences to his family and, of course, friends and well wishes as well. How will it alter the arrangement? Uh, and I heard that uh, the purportedly impeached speaker, Right Honorable uh, Abognu Ayuba, was shared upon when his name, in fact, entrance to the uh, Ten Commandment venue and, you know, when the former governor, uh, Senator Jonah Jang, you know, recognized him, uh, there was a applause. Uh, talk to us about, you know, how that will alter the political calculations. For, for Philip Dasson, Especially in the House, studying in the House of Assembly. For Honorable Philip Dasson, if you know him very well, you know that he has been a man of his word right from time. Philip Dasun, if you remember, in Pangshin had a PDP poster, or had PDP posters, but he was convinced to now become an APC member, and he won with landslide victory. Mm -hmm. Getting into the House, he was appointed as Deputy Majority Leader, Chairman House Committee on Information, Information, and he has done well in that aspect. The issue is that he wanted to go with the people, and he has been going with the people. If you notice, one time the APC had a sitting in Government House, and when when someone moved, that is the Honorable Nanong Daniel, moved for, 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 what was it? He moved for 
something, something uh, yeah, uh, vote of confidence. vote of confidence yeah. on the governor. I saw someone in the video pushing the microphone to Philip Dassun so that he will second. And when he stood up, he seconded. And plenty of people thought that he was not doing the right thing. Then the issue of right honorable Abok came up, and of course he stood with um, honorable Abok. Now that the government doesn't want to recognize right honorable Abok as the speaker. There is no point being the deputy majority leader. The house is in disarray. The house is against itself. We are hoping that it will come out in the interest of Plateau. About the applause Honorable Abog got at the MYA Foundation, when he was called upon, you could hear Plateau people shouting because he stood with the people. So governance is about the people. You should consider the people when whatever you do, and it is going to help you. Government is transient. Governance is forever. How will that you know, affect the uh, popularity of the... Uh, because Abok is still in the APC... So are you, are you suggesting or insinuating that he may be working against his party? It's not a party thing. What we went okay. to do today was not connected to any political party. Okay. So the Vice President Osibanjo, um, Dr. Finangwai, they're not PDP members. It's not a PDP or APC thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's setting up an altar yeah, for well, the service saw, of Yahweh. Yeah, I saw, you know, well, we all have our different, you know, how we understand and conceptualize uh, things. Well, the Lalong administration has announced its intention to build a overhead uh, bridge, flyover bridge at British-American Junction. is going to cost 18 billion naira, mm -hmm. according to Honorable Timothy Dantong. That's what he uh, told me some time ago. Is that feasible, Musa? And uh, what are some of the um, advantages, I would say, or, or the debt, how will it impact on the debt profile of Plateau? Already, our debt profile, uh, based on DMO statistic, is over two hundred billion. That maybe, is maybe, maybe Honourable Dan Manjang would have answered you best, but let me answer you as Musa Ashams. The issue is he has not shown the capacity to do all of these things. For example, I have always reiterated the fact that the road from um, um, Abattoir Roundabout, Phototech Roundabout to British America has been abandoned for over six years now. The legacy projects scattered around Plateau State, schools, hospitals have not been completed. So people, if people doubt the fact that you cannot build this overhead bridge, you shouldn't, you shouldn't blame them for that. If you watch some videos, you hear him say, I must build this market. That is the just main market. It was demolished. Over a billion naira was spent to demolish it. But reconstructing it, there's no block that has been put down there. No one has come with even a hammer, a digger, to do it manually. I was, I would think that, I would think that it was just a sensational statement. But if he does it, I will. No, but I will, why, I will, why are you questioning the intention of uh, the government? Lalong, Isn't Governor, the Governor Lalong has not finished the Just Township Stadium after taking a loan. Governor Lalong has not finished the round, um, phototech roundabout yeah, to British America. There's still time, isn't it? Ponsak, very, if you go to town, you see people's posters contesting one or two positions. We've been in this um, country for a while. The last two years of every government is for them to tidy up the things they've done. Well, you can see it is not obvious. It's, it's, it's not visible. We are hoping that the next governor of Plateau State is going to be a construction, um, a construction governor. Is going to be a governor that will boost the economic profile of Plateau State. The next governor of Plateau State is going to be the one that will put us on the map of development. I was talking the other day with you that governors now are commissioning projects. Yesterday, or was it the day before yesterday, week, 
brought in Governor Lushajgu Mimiku, former governor of Ondo State, to commission a flyover bridge in, in, in River State. And he's going to com- commission yeah, more. compare income, you know. It's not about income. There, are, there have been governors in River State. Have they been commissioning projects like on monthly basis like Wike is doing? How much is the, um, the income of Adamawa State that they now have, uh, they, they are undergoing a very beautiful um, what the, um, overhead bridge in Jimeta in Yola? How much is the income of Bauchi that when you go now, Bauchi is a construction site. You need to go and see Good Luck, Ebele Jonathan Road. You need to go and see Atiku Abubakar Road. You need to go and see a lot of roads. You need to go and see housing estates springing up left, right, and center. It's not about the income. It's about the the creativity of the governors and what they want to do for their people and what they want to achieve and how they want to be remembered. All right. Well, in case just joining, I've been having a chat with uh, Honorable Musa Shams, and we're looking at you know some stories, uh, reviewing some stories, uh, major political stories as, it's, as it affects you know our society today. You can join the conversation zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight, or you call 0905566699. Before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. One last, uh, one last question, you know. Uh, uh, just because you are public affairs committee to, uh, as well, the APC in Plateau State seems to be having a crisis. Although the uh, some of their members, you know, are pro Ishaya it's uh, all pro Rufus Baturi are saying that they don't have faction uh, for the Ishaya. Say he, he's, I mean, he will always say that he's the authentic chairman, and for Honorable Rufus Baturi will say that he remains the authentic chairman of the uh, party. Talk to us about that and uh, the pattern of every close to election year, general election, especially at the elapse of uh, the incumbent tenor governor. That is, you find cracks within political parties, and what lessons you know can be learned from there. And uh, what recommendations would you give, you know, the uh, APC in Plato? You know, Mao Zedong tags politics as war without bloodshed. You will not blame them. People are trying to hold on to power, but I hope they use it very well. The other day I was hearing that the case was um, abandoned or it was withdrawn. And today we're talking about Ishaize and Rufus Baturi again. I was thinking that they are done and dusted with that. But if that is the case, I, need the, I think they need to reconcile because the PDP in 2023 will want a, an opposition that will keep it on its toes. No, I, they are the ruling party today. That's so. why I'm saying in 2023. They are, they, the, the APC is the ruling party. I'm sorry, Ponsakfana, these six years has been the one that has... Um, has yeah, but you are has, speaking for yourself. You're has been the one that has plunged Nigerians into opinion, a lot of, into a lot of issues. Your opinion doesn't represent, you know... Uh, even fifty percent. It doesn't even. It's one. It's not even one. Than, it's not up to one. Absolutely. But uh, the, our listeners will tell you how they feel, what they view these things as, and how they think what government governance is going to become in twenty twenty three. Yeah. I can give you these assurances. We don't just come on radio and be sen- and, and appear sensational and say what is on our minds alone. Because we have this platform, people trust us and they tell us a lot of things too. That's why sometimes when we speak, you know that we are speaking the minds of the people. We don't just come here and talk about ourselves. We talk about what is happening on the plateau. If you see a state that is ambitious, if you see a government that has the people at heart, you will see it on on the ground. You will see the state will become like a construction site. In the last six years, as a journalist, you can tell us the achievements of this government. Yeah. Well, in case you're just tuning in, the program is Nigeria Sunset once again. Well, uh, Musa Shams is here. Uh, you can join the conversation. Let's open the phone lines. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar Pali from Tiki and T Junction. We're listening. Thanks for calling, Sadiq. 
Yes, first of all, I would like to quote the governor of uh, Senator Jank for organizing this praise and prayer event, which brings most of our leaders to Plateau State. And we hope that they will pray for the peace of Plateau State. And it is not going to be like a political issue because I've seen some posts relating to the issue. Because I'm calling on Plateau City when it comes to religion, if we should not politicize the thing. It's something that is a general and is going to help. And now relating it to what is happening in Plateau City, the performance of the governor and even the House of Assembly. You see, when we're talking about performance of the governor, we ever say that the governor has performed 20%. He's deceiving himself. We are all here. We are all seeing what is happening on the ground, especially this issue of terminals and the issue of this stadium road. This stadium is supposed to be completed by this time. There is a lot of road. Even down JFM, uh, there is that overhead building completed by this time. So you see, all this kind of is what the, the city of Plateau State is supposed to be seen, not looking at it as a political issue. And in the national level, it is very, very clear that the APC have failed in Nigeria because if you see the kind of killing that is happening, especially this week in Sokoto and in Niger State, people are just dying. The Mr. President has not come out and talk, and he's not come out and even condemn the case. So it is very, very unfortunate that our political leaders are just there for their personal interests. They are not there for the people. But the painful part of me is that among the people that are suffering, we have those that are even giving them support, even though they know that we are suffering. So it is the right time that we Nigerians have to wake up, especially the poor masses, to organize ourselves coming 2023 to know which candidate we are going to vote. Not for a political party, but for the best candidate with his record on ground. Not format this format that what you have achieved on ground is what we give you the next 2023. God bless Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sadiq. Thank you. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hey, good, good evening. This is Junction. We're listening, sir. Thank you very much. I think... Um, as regards the direct primary of a team, one thing about Nigerians is that we fail to see problem before they get close to us, very close to us. If you remember, that direct primary clause was not part of the electoral view. You understand? It was not part of it. They had a good view, that is the, the, the Act of Assembly. The tone of condition was the issue of transmission, uh, that is electronic transmission. And many of the senators, the APC senators, they are, I mean, we are against it. They didn't want it. When they saw that Nigerians, you know, hanging on their necks, they decided to smuggle. They decided to smuggle the direct primary um, clause into that bill. The aim was to kill that bill because they knew from the onset that that bill or that particular clause is controversial and it will cause problems. So those who made sure the president did not sign that bill in 2019, they are the same people behind this one too. They don't want that bill to be signed. That is why they, they, they had to smuggle that clause into it. Some of us started from the very beginning. People are saying, oh, the direct property is a good thing, this, that, 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 that. Let me tell you something. It is just because of the fight between the governors and their national assembly members in their state. So they just decided to cause confusion. To make to just to get the sympathy of Nigerians that they are for Nigerians, but they are not for Nigerians because people say that uh, 
when you, when, when there is direct primary to we promote democracy, I don't think so. Because the people is not the issue of the direct primary. It is the people. Because whether you use direct primaries or not, after all, in general elections, votes are still being bought. You understand now? The only problem is that in the uh, in direct primaries, you have maybe fewer people to, to, to give money. And the delegates will make more money. Because if you have, if a politician has 10 million naira, he shares it with people. Maybe, maybe say, for example, 10 delegates, they get 1 million naira. But, but if, if you go to the direct primaries, maybe you share it to other naira to so many people because there are many. That is the difference. But come to see that that direct primaries promote democracy, I don't think so. And it is controversial. Patrick should be left to decide. You can't regulate everything. That's what people must understand. You cannot regulate everything. If not, you regulate what a man does with his wife inside his bedroom. You can't regulate everything. Patrick should be given the right to decide the way the world. Now, we have allowed direct primaries to almost destroy, as it is today now, the very nice electoral bill. The president is using this issue of direct primaries that is still included as, I mean, as a reason not to sign this bill. I think we need to fight. We need to do something. We need to understand what politicians are trying to do. We need to know the gimmicks of politicians. When they are trying to create other intelligence, we should really understand. But in Nigeria, we bring in sentiments and emotions and trying to say that uh, the right primary is one of us. Let me say this. That 1992-1993, that is the third republic, we use direct primaries to elect our governors and, uh, what do you call it now, members of the uh, state and national assembly. But the, the, the final point, where the two presidential candidates are choosing, they use indirect primaries, because we had the one in Joss, where Abiola was elected, well, I mean, was chosen by his party, the Social Democratic Party. At first, they started with the direct primaries, but the candidates, like, uh, they are disqualified. And the indirect primaries was used to choose for, for, for the two parties to elect the candidates. So who, who, I, don't, I don't know who is saying that the direct party. Let me tell you something. It will promote okay. Let me tell you something. Because one politician would also say, okay, in this world, I bring 10 million naira. Because of that, all the people there will be my own people. And before you know it, there will be balance stacking of uh, ballot boxes. So we have to be very careful. All we need to do now is to make sure the president signs the electoral bill. Any clause that will be, that will give him an excuse not to sign that bill should be expunged. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ignatius. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your contribution. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Professor. Good evening, Honorable Musa Acham. Good evening, brother. Thank you, I'm Comrade Dagon Antiba Solomon. I'm calling from Anguaru, Guba. Well, listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me, too. Uh, you see, the, the truth is that uh, in a democratic country, in a true democratic country, I want to believe the voice of the people matters a lot. This is a democratic dispensation. Really, we are into democracy. Meanwhile, uh, I want to believe that uh, I want to speak on the issue of the electoral bill. Because the electoral bill is for Nigerians. And I want to believe that uh, it's truly the National Assembly, most especially the senators, the senators have, have pushed this uh, bill for Mr. President to assent it, to become a document. I think uh, it will be very better. Most especially that direct primary. For me, it is very better. And for some, some few individuals to go and select a candidate, for them to be given money, the, these politicians, the Bujojis, will use them. They will calm them. I mean, they are in prison. They will give them money to select a candidate that is not a, a, a public choice. 
That is why we always come up with, 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 with Bobby Duff. But when it is not family, let the common man come up and uh, and vote for their uh, for their for their choice of candidate before the the secondary election. I think it will it will matter to us so that if we, we so that if we come up with such a candidate, Nigerians will know that this was a candidate we voted for. You know the the policy here in this country is that once somebody has won the primary in the ruling party or whoever, he will be the president. And so three individuals will go and dictate a leader for you. Of course, that is what we are getting wrong in this country. Meanwhile, I will say this. Uh, we in Plateau State, we are left behind seriously in terms of development. We see even those states that, uh, that the, the injury of the security challenges are there. They are, they are developing their state. And I want, to, uh, I want to appeal to our governor, please let him uh, rise up on our feet, Plateau State government. Rise up on, on their feet to at least make some development. Imagine road from Secretary Johnson here to British. We take all the train off. Where, where, where are we going? We are paying tax for nothing. I'm calling on state government of Plato said they should do something. They should do our government is the chairman of the Northern Governors Forum. I want to believe that he should see what they are doing. Many of them are uh, commissioning their projects. Only them commission their projects. Let us see what will they commission. Uh, this is for me, this six years is, is, is to me, it is just as a as, as a worse. So I think if there is a little time that I don't know, uh, he will do something that will, at least should leave a legacy. If not that, that legacy project is it may be just where it's just where it's come. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, that's your opinion, though. Uh, let's take... Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. We got you late. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Oh, sorry about that. Hello, good evening. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, well, it's not so clear. Please call back when you get a chance. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join Mr. the conversation. I want to thank you for your life. Thank you. Appreciate what you are doing in that station. Actually, this has been a strength of the masses in Plato State. First of all, what I want to say this morning, I want to congratulate. YTT escort from local government to unit level. As the YTT is around the corner to take the leadership in Plateau State, we have been praying to bring the solution. So I want to encourage the people of Plateau State to be steadfast and be prayerful by the God grace 2023. Great new thing will happen in Plateau State. I wish Plateau State peaceful and also I wish everybody happy Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas in advance. Wish that uh, people will conduct themselves well this during season and work with our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter the hardship we are facing in in this state, God has a solution. We stand by with our voters car twenty twenty three. I want to make a great and important move in this my own concern. This thank evening, you. sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello and good evening. Well, Musa, maybe you have uh, responses to give. But um, I'm happy that um, our people have set their minds. Just like you said, the day you called me last Friday, I was in Busari local government where you have um, Dabti, where Leah Sharibi was kidnapped. That was why I spoke with you via phone. From there, I moved to 
Bade Luka Gome where you have Gashua, Jakuskum, Potuskum, Kari before I went I came to Bauchi and Jos. I was just seeing how roads were connecting from Unisari to Yusufari, Gaidam, Nguru, Potiskum, and you'll be asking yourself, from Jos you will naturally think that these places are villages. Yes, they are not developed like a Mangu, like Pangshin, like Shandam, and other local governments on the plateau. But you could see the network, the roads there. And you ask yourself, do we truly have people that are so what concerned about federal, our development? What, what is a federal road, Musa? A federal road is a road that links one state to another. Of course. Naturally. Yeah. Simply put. Yeah. Just like the Josbauchi road. Once you're coming to, um, to Jos or Plateau State, as you, and even if you are sleeping, as you step in, you will feel it because the roads are galloping. You take advantage of your relationship politically. Our governor is the chairman Northern Governors Forum. Our governor is APC. The government at the national is APC. You should bring booties back home. If you associate with people up there, the idea is that you bring the things that are not here. For example, you get to hear, you get to hear a lot of investments coming home, but when they want to do Katu Ranch, they will say Plateau 2 is ready for it. Are we not ready for development? Are we not ready for the roads that people, human beings will follow? Plateau State is an artery. It takes you to the northeast. It takes you to Abuja. Everybody coming from the north East goes through plateau. They are supposed to see development. If you go to Bauchi, for example, Ponsak, on your way through Awala Hotel, you will see that there is dualization of that route. If you pass and go to Joss Road, you will see dualization, you will see housing estates, you will see development, feasible development. And I ask, when you talk, people make the issue to become like you're joking, like, you de- like um, you're just talking about a political party. No. If you go to Kaduna, for example, you see massive development. You go to Eboin. If it is about APC, is Kaduna on the APC? The governor of Eboin when Dave Umahi has gone to the APC, go to Abakaliki, you will think you're not in this country between man and God. Here, yes, we have streetlights, but we should have better roads. Are the streetlights meant to show us potholes? Are the streetlights meant to show us the narrow roads that we have on the plateau? If not for the intervention of Baba Jang, just would have been a, a, a village, a semi-village. I think just needs to be better than this. The weather is clement. I was at the airport today, you could see the sun, but still the weather was cold. Then you ask yourself, is it that God placed blanket over the skies that our weather is disclement. We need to have governance that will take us to the level that we deserve to be. In the past, you used to see white men around here because of the security, the, uh, the peaceful nature, the serene nature of the state, and all of that. Agriculturally, we are backward these days. Um, educationally, um, Plateau State Polytechnic, for example, is on strike. If ASU goes on strike, it means um, the institutions in Plateau State will be on strike. Food yeah, well, uh, as it is right now, uh, state-owned tertiary institutions, all of them are on strike. All of them are on strike. Yeah, let's 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 take this. Hello and good evening. Hello. Okay, we lost connection. Hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Turn down the volume of your radio, please. Yes, I have done that. Tell us your name and join the conversation. Yes, my name is Maxwell from City Launch Hotel in Joss. Thank you, Maxwell, for calling. We're listening to you. Thank you, too. Uh, on the issue of Electoral Act, it is already very glaring. The, the writing is already on the wall that uh, the president may not sign it into law. And... Uh, <clears throat> Even the National Assembly that uh, we are looking at it, that they may use their power if the president did not sign the law to use their power or veto their power to sign it into law, it may not work. See, I'm saying this because this is Nigeria 
and we are in Nigeria, and it is also a title of a book titled This is Nigeria. Then uh, coming back to the issue of uh, coming back to the issue of uh, the uh, terminals, uh, completion of terminals, or and the issue of uh, flyover. I think government is a continuity. If the launch is not complete, somebody should come back and complete. This is a continuity. He has done it for somebody, and somebody should also do it for him. Thank you. Thank you, Maxwell. Thank you very much. Hello and good evening. What's up? Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and uh, make your comment, please. Also, I greet you. I greet you too. Yeah, this is Pastor Eric. I'm calling from Matthew. We're listening to you, Pastor Eric. Yeah, sadly, your guest sit there. I think it's uh, true. Hello, Pastor Eric. Yes, I'm there. Okay, we're listening. I said, your guest is a true citizen of and it's a true citizen of Plattsburgh. Because what we do is when leadership is going on, they are like people who have been called to write exam. And they cannot write exam and mark their papers because it is us as citizens that set them to lead us. And we watch every day to see what they bring to the table. But the difference now is the difficult time that this administration has created for the citizens of Nigeria is sitting almost everywhere that we could not... Hello, Pastor Eric. Well, I think we lost uh, connection with Pastor Eric. Sorry about that. Well, let me take some Facebook comments. Uh, Sadiq Umar is saying, Kudos to Senator Jang for organizing this press and praise, uh, praise event. The story that touched me this week is the killing of uh, innocent citizens Sokoto and Niger State. Killings have become a normal thing. Okay. Said Aramu Samshuddin is saying the security situation in this country is getting worse by the day and our government seems not to be doing anything about it. Only God knows what will happen in this country, which way Nigeria. Elkana Moses is saying bad things happen to good people while good things happen to bad people. It's quite unfortunate that we're facing a lot of problems in this country. APC administration Nigeria today has failed its primary duty all the cares their interests. A common man on the street is starving to survive under this... Okay, I'm not going to continue with that. I would like Babi saying what I'm following is the Ten Commandments, which has been a blessing to the world. Uh, Dimas Bala is saying you can't expect anything good when you're like, okay. Well, Musa, I, I, I believe that if I continue, it's going to be uh, bad, bad words. Uh, but give us your final uh, take. You know, what will you, what will your parting words to our listeners be? Um, the, the disenchantments are obvious. People are disenchanted by all disenchantments. This government has um, a role to play. It has a year and a half to go. It can salvage its image. You can see what is happening to Baba Jang six years after leaving governorship. We should write our names in gold. We should write our names in diamond if there is anything like that. Once you have an opportunity, do the best. Satisfy your conscience. Like Sardana will say, conscience is a wound. Only the truth can heal it. Satisfy your conscience. Let the people see you do your best. We know that funds are not their governance 
is difficult. Everybody knows. Once you do one thing, people will say you would have done the other. But do your best and leave the rest so that Nigerians will say you came, you saw, and you conquered. Leadership is not just about the paraphernalia of the office. It is about leadership. It is about deliverables. So don't just hook, hook on to power and be traveling about and be gallivanting. I'm using state resources for filial trivialities. Use power to the best of our ability. And tomorrow, your children and their children will be proud that daddy served Plateau and Nigeria. Thank you very much. Thank you, Musa Shams. Thank you, Musa Shams, for coming. Well, there's a much we'll take there, listener. Uh, immediately after this program, we're going to link you up to the live program at the Ten Commandments. It's going to be a praise night. So, JFM will give you uh, all that is happening already. Uh, it's already streaming on our Facebook platform. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash jfmjaws. And don't forget to like our Facebook page and follow our activities uh, there as well. It's already happening live. So stay tuned. Next will be the live stream of the Ten Commandments happening live in Duedu, just south. Okay. I ho hope you have a good one and have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts. 